0: Hello, happy Monday, and welcome, beautiful souls, to You Uplifted, the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into our true potentials and power. I am Safa, I am your host, and wow, I've got quite the interview to share with you today because i had the absolute privilege of speaking with stephanie d mckenzie and honestly spirit led the conversation places that i wasn't expecting and it is just such quality content i cannot wait for you to listen to it but first a little bit about stephanie herself Stephanie is a certified relationship bereavement, sleep science, meditation slash mindfulness and integrative nutrition health coach. She is the lead coach at both The Healing Firm and The Relationship Firm. Stephanie has been featured in national and international media outlets, including Fox, CBS, BlackLifeCoaches.net, eHarmony. How about we.com, galtime.com, Shape Magazine, Singles Warehouse, Women's Day, W V O N Chicago, Yahoo, and your tango to name a few. Stephanie is both a dynamic and effective agent of transformation and shift starter with corporate and individual clients from all walks of life. As a certified coach, intuitive healer, and lifestyle educator, Stephanie is best known for empowering the overwhelmed and undervalued to heal from mental and spiritual blocks so they can show up Powerfully live abundantly and be their own superhero. I think that that about explains a lot. Stephanie is an amazing human being, and we had such a joy filled time going deeper into our vulnerable selves and sharing how to grow and wear capes instead of become caped down. Oh gosh, so much, so much. But why don't I just let you listen to the interview? (laughs) Without further ado, here is the amazing Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie, how are you?
1: I'm great, how are you?
0: I'm awesome, I'm so grateful and excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you are, what you do, and maybe the journey of how you got here.
1: Absolutely. Well, this week, I don't care. Let me not say that. Well, so, sometimes. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, what I where I have settled in my professional identity is as a certified coach, an intuitive healer, and a transformational educator. And I feel like those three titles, those three, uh, I guess, monikers, if you will, really encompass what I do in terms of helping my clients heal and shift, and you know, become their own superhero and put take off their cape, and you know, all of this good stuff, so they can actually start rescuing themselves and reclaiming their power. And so for me, that is the coaching piece. That is the intuitive healing piece. And that is, you know, the transformational educator that helps them find their path, you know? So I throw everything I have at every client. And so, yeah, so those, those are the terms we're settling on for right now, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, The journey though has been really interesting because uh, my background's very weird and diverse. I guess I should say diverse and not weird. I think it's weird. Uh, <laughs> everything from um, a master's in business to a master's in Christian leadership to uh this all the certifications that I have, which span from life and relationship all the way to sleep science and integrative nutrition. So I often tell people that, you know, the journey was so interesting. My background is actually marketing and business. And that's how I got into the coaching space. But beyond that, the journey has just been so interesting because every time I thought I knew what was happening, I had no idea. And so, you know, lots of pivoting, lots of uh, great experiences, but definitely nothing really set in stone, which has been kind of fun sometimes. Mm -hmm hmm
0: I love that. And I'm laughing a little bit because I feel like I'm listening to myself as you're talking, you know? I feel like universe does that. It throws beautiful curveballs at you. And you just when you think that, ah, you've got it all figured out, it's like, wait a second, but have you seen it this other?
1: <laughs> right. And I guess the thing of it is, is that it's really a curveball to us mm-hmm. because the divine always knew what was going to happen. So we're just the ones that are shocked, right?
0: Exactly. It's maybe a gentle um, redirection or a, like a sign, you know, kind of like if you're going down the freeway and as you're driving, the universe is like, well, hello, like this is here now. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I can check that out and see how it goes.
1: Right. Or you get that pull where it's like, okay, I guess I need, I'm, I'm, I guess <laughs> I need to be here now. I was going <laughs> over here, but now I'm, I'm over here now. Okay, great.
0: Hmm. Yes. Redirection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is ultimately what allows us to be in that space of creative intent with the universe, which helps so much, right, within both of our paths. But I think that's lovely. Um, yeah. Do go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just kind of like, ooh, ooh. I I so identify with that.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Because you know, the challenge of everything is is being willing to accept the pivot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like I am an avid fan of Star Trek The Next Generation and for those who have no idea that's the (laughs) series after the original Star Trek with William Shatner and Spock and everything you know but there was a a nemesis called the Borg and they take over your minds and the one thing I remember about the Borg is that they always said resistance is futile Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. resistance is futile and every time I tried to posture myself against divine instruction, divine unction, divine anything. It was like, resistance is futile. Like, what are you doing? You're going to go, <laughs> you know? So you might as well just go, you know? It's kind of like, uh, why, why are you fighting this? Well, you know, when, when the whole switch from being this marketing person with this marketing agency and and an award-winning marketing agency at that. So I just didn't have some rinky-dink agency. And I'm doing all this celebrity stuff. When when the switch came, I actually went into negotiations with the divine. Like, no, 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 no. You don't get it, (laughs) okay? So I'm Stephanie and I'm a marketer, okay? (laughs) And I was working with a dating site and I was going to be their director of marketing or vice president of marketing or whatever. And I thought, what a great selling proposition that we bring relationship education in. That was why I got certified. Mm-hmm. Okay. The project went defunct. I'm left with these people, you know, declamoring j- at the teat of, of me and social media that, you know, the persona that I was using or the um, the brand that I was using, which was which was preparing for the launch of the website. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these people? So this is me negotiating with, with divine providence. Listen, I'm a marketer. I'm not, I'm not going to do this coach thing, like, you no, know, <laughs> what you think? I don't know. Did we get our wires crossed? I'm a marketer, not a coach. I don't want to do this. I've been doing this my whole life. I don't want to do this. I'm going to go with these folks. Yeah. You see how that worked out. So, uh, <laughs> finally, I just had to be like, oh, well, I guess, I guess I'm here now. Okay um uh, okay what's what okay and it took a minute it took a couple of years actually for me to be like huh okay and then i finally just fully just gave over Mm -hmm. and was like okay well let's see what happens and when that happened so the original name of the company was what the love it was never supposed to see the light of day never ever supposed to see the light of day, because I had to do it during my coaching search. And so I was always going to work with the dating site. I was just doing this. So I could bring some semblance of I am educated in how to assist you with a relationship to the table, not I'm the marketing director and I teach relationship classes But I thought that was stupid. So we move on and i'm like okay so now i'm what the love so so the way my coaching program was set up they made me build a website and i had to get a logo i had to file a DBA, i had to do all of these things so the entity existed i didn't want to do this summer. no <laughs> okay so i acquiesce, and then finally i get to name the relationship firm and I'm like, please, you know, that domain is not even going to be available. Lies. The relationship firm.com is available. What? Every push, every single push. It was like, are you done yet? Are you, are you done? And then, you know, so, so I've had the relationship firm for this. Is, we're going into our 10th year or it wow, might be our wow. 10th year. I'm not real sure which it is, but I think, I think this is our 10th year. And two years ago, the healing firm came into play uh post seminary, I had this epiphany about a lot of things, but really began to open myself up to various healing modalities and the understanding that we can live a whole and abundant life on earth, not just in some ethereal afterlife
2: mm-hmm.
1: as Christianity likes to teach um, and and nothing wrong with christianity i'm I'm just a little more a little more expansive and a little more rogue
2: mm-hmm. than
1: most, mm-hmm. and that pushed me into wanting other people to have it, which pushed me into, well, let's go get some more certifications and really learn about this thing. Because the one thing about me is, you know, I don't like to, to, to teach from a position of ignorance ever. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Well, if I want to teach you about meditation, I'm going to go get certified. I'm going to learn about meditation. If I want to teach you about mindfulness and, and integrative nutrition and sleep science and flexibility, if I have interest of something and I believe it could help other people, then I want to learn about it so then I can teach from an informed position. Mm-hmm. Which, Which makes me you. have Which a lot you. of yeah, Sorry, <laughs> <I'm> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, by are, the way you, are
0: you Because I can hear myself, so I'm getting a bit of feedback. I don't know if it's just on my end. I don't hear you. Uh, it's gone now. I don't know what. It was really freaky. Like for a second there, I could hear myself talking, and it was. It was like, oh god, what am I? About, what am I even about to say right now? This is. Oh my crazy. god,
1: that's the worst. Oh, I hate it when the echo happens. Oh, I but know. It's gone now. I think it's
0: gone for now. So that's good. (laughs) But uh, what I was going to say as you were talking is it's that puts you to, and I think it's important to make a point of this because that puts you in a position of strength and grounded power. Because one thing that always, it was difficult for me to learn this in my own life. And I'll be completely vulnerable and open with you about that. It was that when I was growing up, I was one of those people who just thought because I liked something, I could just do it. (laughs) You know, like there was something in the way that my brain operated or the way in which I had interpreted the stories in my life that meant that whenever I really wanted something, I just wanted it to happen like that. I didn't want to have to put any kind of effort or, or energy into it. And that's not how the universe works, because in order for anything to be created, energy has to be expanded. You know, there has to be something for that creation to come from. So. I say that just because what I've noticed is there is a pattern, I think, in terms of misunderstanding where that spirituality comes from, you know, and calling in what belongs to you and manifesting and all of these words that we hear within the spiritual community these days that I think a lot of times we bypass the reality that, yes, this is something that we can create for ourselves, but it's important for us to ground it, to really firmly cement it in something that can go deep with its roots and to remember that keeping a beginner's mind is absolutely crucial because we think we learn things that continuously evolve just by nature of everything in the universe continuing to flow constantly so mm-hmm. just because you went and you studied for example yoga you know doesn't mean that you take 200 hours that's it you're done and then you're like a guru right you <laughs> you have to definitely go more in depth and it's the same with us and I think that's where I resonate with you very deeply because later on in life, And this is post my first yoga uh, certification and then my second, my 500 hour and the expansion of everything is when I realized I became thirsty for the things that I wanted to put into fruition. And I think that's what I hear from you. I get that idea of, oh, this is good, but I'm not going to just stand on a podium and talk without knowing what's going on and that's sort of how I came to nutrition myself as well because I was teaching yoga and people were curious to know what I was eating by virtue of curiosity you know because if you're a yogi the impression is that you are healthy <laughs> so <laughs> they were coming up to me and asking what I was doing and I didn't want to say anything I didn't want to be like oh you know I just eat vegetarian or whatever I was like how about let me go study let me get my actual sea legs so to speak and and go from that place of power and I think that that's where you kind of went with that. And I I wanted to bring that up just so that the listeners can sense that really important part of being a superhero, to use your words, which I actually want to get deeper into, is that you actually do continuously grow and you continuously prepare yourself and put yourself in a position of strength. That means you're not just bypassing and that you're not just assuming that you know everything or that you can speak when you haven't really Lived or been in that space.
1: Yeah, you said something a minute ago about the the catchphrases in in spiritual circles. You know the manifestation and mm-hmm. and all of those things. And you know a lot of times it it does feel like you can just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you can. Some of it, sometimes we do have that innate you know base of knowledge, right? But I just for me. I just don't like standing before people and saying, okay, 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 so, so, okay, confession time. <laughs> so there was a time in my life, I, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm about to be like, okay, Soph, are you an Aquarius too? Because that's, that's very, aqua- what I did, and I'm going to tell you, I don't I think I've ever told anybody this. So I was in art class, summer art class, and my teacher wanted somebody to do uh, a Japanese fan dance. And I'd watched way too many parts of Karate Kid at the time. And so I decided that I was going to do a Japanese fan dance. Okay. That's what I declared. I declared it. Oh, yep. and I did it. Now, I don't know if it was right. I don't know if I called in an ancient Japanese spirit. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. But I, I looked at the little girl on Karate Kid and I was like, I can do that. And so I got a fan and I decided to do it and I did it <laughs> completely wrong. So, you know, sometimes it does happen. And I mean, if thank God, there probably is not a video of that anywhere because oh, Lord, how, how I've disrespected the Japanese is probably just beyond anything I could fathom. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't like to, to, you know, I don't like speaking to people from my own body of knowledge. Like this is what I know. And because I know it, that makes it valuable to you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I love the fact that you would say that, you know, when you, you, you went and took the 200 hours of yoga and then you build upon that and then you built upon that and you built upon that. And I think that's so important. Like I really do. I think, I think being, being a learner, being able to drop into your beginner mind, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, I think those are so valuable. They're not lauded or celebrated, but I think those are very valuable.
0: Mm-hmm yep yeah so do I. And they help us, you know, because at the end of the day i I do believe we all experience things for you know for a reason, just like I believe that everything happens for a reason, so we go through these things we learn from them, and we can at that time teach from that space. But like I said, there are certain things that you would want to have a much more solid foundation for, a much more solid basis for. I could say the same thing. I was going to go to like an extreme and be like, well, I'm not going to stand here and talk about quantum mechanics because, you know, I don't know much about it, though I've, I've studied a bit, but I'm not like an expert, which is true. But it's the same for things that I have studied. You know, like, for example, when I first started, you know, getting into nutrition, I wasn't just going Going to start saying, well, you all have to eat this way when it was becoming very clear to me through my own experience within the yoga world and within my own world and the nutrition world that each person is unique and that each person is going to need something tailored just to them, right? So it's the same for kind of how healers like us take that different approach in terms of we've, we've, we've experienced this, we've learned this, we've processed it. We're still learning from it and we practice things daily, you know, just because we get a lesson doesn't mean that we become super masterful at it. We like still have to work at it daily from different angles and then we share that and then we go further and we till the soil and we get more foundation down, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think we have to be willing to do that. I think if we, if we don't, we become, we can become arrogant right, where we don't take in any new information, where it's just like, well, I learned that, and that's fine, and that's it, and there we go, and I'm like, why would you ever, especially with the way things just evolve in general, right, why would you ever think that you know everything about yeah. anything, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and as far as serving others from that space, I mean, how dare you, how, how dare you, because as a person who's been given the privilege and the honor of serving others you owe it to yourself to continue to expand to continue to evolve so that you can be a part of their journey doing the same Mm -hmm. it's contagious Mm -hmm. i feel
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And it's a double-edged sword also in the sense that when we believe that internal self-mythos, so to speak, that's, I think, and I'm definitely doing another episode much more in depth with this later on, but that's one of the many elements where we see the problematic with, let's call them gurus and, you know, people in general who take advantage and then we've created a whole host of situations where by virtue of me saying, oh, I know everything and declaring it and telling the people that are with me that I know everything and everybody else they shouldn't listen to. And if they believe that story and cement it, then we've got power dynamics that are very toxic and highly, highly dangerous to, to be with.
1: Very much so, you know, and, and it's almost antithetical, right, to be in the healing helping serving space how you know how whatever terminology you want to use mm-hmm. and not be mindful of your own evolution mm-hmm. you know i mean it's kind of like now what like wait i mean whole worlds planets galaxies you know the universe is constantly shifting and growing and moving and but you not you safa but you as a person who is who is gifted in this area to be this this light worker if you will mm-hmm. have decided that okay well my evolution stops right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um let me know how that works out for you. But like you said, there are people that do that. I think they come from the position of the wounded healer mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. the healed counselor, which is something a, a friend of mine brought to my attention. She's studying counseling and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wounded healers floating around. Yeah. I think, it's you know, true. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. And maybe part of that has to do with the fact that the truth of constant flow is something that our human mind sometimes has a very difficult time with. It's like I said just because you've healed something quote unquote around that healed doesn't mean that that lesson won't present itself to you again just from a different space or in a different time that you're not going to have to still do the present work of moving through it, you know? Just like I know you work very deeply with relationships and self-empowerment, you see this I'm sure in relationships all the time, you know. There's these, oh, yeah. there's always going to be these and flows right now you're dealing with this and you're working and tilling the soil in that manner now how do we refresh it and then change it and then transmute it and then keep growing individually and together etc etc
1: yeah i mean it's, it's it's evolve or die you know yes. I, I mean that's that's bottom line and and when it comes to relationships and i'm laughing over here i don't know if you can hear me because you said that Oh, what did you just say? It was, it was just perfect. How, how basically the same lesson I was, I was going to try to do it verbatim, but I can't, but the same lesson will show up again
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a, in a different iteration of your life. And I'm literally going through this right now where I <laughs> literally thought, okay, well, you know, that layer, you know, I've pulled it back and we've eaten the blooming onion, so to speak. And mm-hmm. okay, I feel real good about that because I don't mind getting dirty. And the next thing I know Um, I'm being tossed into another excavation of my, (laughs) of my soul and heart space, you know, and, and now I'm super dirty because, you know, I'm not just, I'm not just digging in the dirt. I'm like having to go under the house. Like there are some, there's some foundational things that not so much that I need to get rid of, but that I need to, um, allow to become more prominent, more prevalent in my life. I need to make room for some new things. So I, I come to you super dirty like dirty Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm.
1: filthy actually filthy
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hear you
1: you know so when you said that I'm just like yes yes Safa yes you know (laughs) and and unfortunately you know it has been orchestrated for my good Mm -hmm. and 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 it was spurned by a relationship I'll be honest with you and some things kind of running amok there but I'm like I don't necessarily know that they are running amok. I think that they are running the way that they need to run so that lessons may be learned.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, you know, then things can go forward appropriately. But at the end of the day, as opposed to, you know, people say, don't ask what, why it happened to me, at, you know, declare that it's happening for, for me. I actually believe right now, only because I'm filthy and dirty, that it's happening for me. Mm -hmm. which is a kind of a new posture, you know, it's it's somewhat new. I'm I'm trying it on. It, It fits really well. I like it. (laughs) No, I
0: love that. There's so much power in that acknowledgement. To me, there are few things in my life that at least have become very much deeply ingrained in my psyche, but I would like to say also in my heart and soul. And Mm -hmm. one of those concepts is the fact that everything is in a constant state of flux and fluidity. And there is something so sacredly divine about that concept that I just love it. And Mm -hmm. also the... Yes, the fact that it's 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 being used or it's pouring through so that you can then get the, the opportunity to choose to whatever, you know, take action, not take action, wallow, not wallow, change, mm-hmm. not change. That's entirely up to you. And either one of those is going to be okay. But right. I do love, yeah, the empowerment that comes from that. And it's funny because, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> There's days where, like you said, you peel back and you're like, oh, okay, cool, done. And then then a whole new facet presents itself. And it can be difficult because you're like, if you're like me, you know, when this has happened in my life, I look at it and I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like I did all that work and I thought I learned this. Why is this like changing or why is it? But I also know if I give myself enough space. And if I allow myself to process through it more directly, I can gain something from it. It may not be pleasant, and (laughs) let's face it, a lot of times it's not. Right. But uh, it definitely brings something up to the surface, Um, which actually brings me to my next question for you because I think it, and correct me if I'm wrong about it, but I think it directly correlates to that idea of embodying or becoming your own superhero, which I just, I love when I saw that on your website, I was like, oh, oh my God, I just was so excited to be able to get to talk to you about that. Would you be able to share a little bit with us about exactly what that means? How perhaps you got to that concept? And, um, and we'll go from there.
1: Of course. Well, you know, this was the, this was the year I did some different things. And one of the things I did was I hired a business coach. Because though I have been in business in some facet, oh, probably since I was nine, um, I wanted to do some things with my coaching practice that I hadn't done. And I definitely chalked a lot of that up to accountability, um, not finding the right coach. And the pact I'd made with myself was, I'll hire a coach when they coach like I coach. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, I have been in situations where I'm like, oh, Steph, just coach yourself. You know, just, okay, what questions would you ask? Okay, ask yourself. Okay, do this. And and so I met one. Finally, after years of people saying they could do this, that, and a third, I finally met that coach. And what that experience has done for me, is made me really press into my professional identity because it was there, but it wasn't as defined as it could have been because, Whenever I thought it was going to get defined, you know, oh, I'd have three or four new clients come and, oh, well, you know, it's premarital season and yada, yada, yada. So there was always a reason. And now I can't push it to the back burner because I'm invested. And so I have to, I have to show up or else this man will get me. And um, now I have to be accountable. So how I came up with this superhero is that the arc, the archetype of my clients in this season has been about the same. They all live these great lives, you know, they have great careers, they make good money. Um, but they they definitely feel overworked, they definitely feel devalued, they definitely feel overwhelmed, and most of it is because they have spent the bulk of their life doing something I call caping for other people. So they go out and they rescue other people from from the, the, the terrors and the, and the dire distresses, you know, the dire circumstances of their lives. No matter who it is, it could be your kids, it could be the neighbor's kids, it could be the dog, it could be the cat, it could be the person that you met on the street, it could be a homeless person. And they dedicate their lives to rescuing and caping for other people. So much so that when it comes to their own needs, their own desires, what they want, need, desire, and deserve, then that bucket goes unfilled or it gets a few drops here and there. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're pouring, like pouring into other people to the point of overflow. And so when I looked at that, the cape really kind of I think is what triggered it because I've always talked about people caping and I, and I love the Incredibles and Edna Mode and she's like, no capes. And I'm like, yes. And so... <laughs> I was like, you can be your own superhero. You know, that just kind of divinely came into me. Like, I, I can't say that, you know, my brilliant marketing mind just let that out. Uh, my intuitive mind aligned and I was sit still and be your own superhero. The, the energy that you put into others, the energy that you put into creating this persona where you're the rescuer, you're the fixer, you're the helper, you'll get it done. All of that energy bring it back into yourself. Not because you don't want to help other people. Mm-hmm. Us, when we love ourselves at a lower level, then we miss the opportunity to exist and bring maximum impact into the world. Like, like we do. We completely miss that. Mm-hmm. And so the work that we are supposed to do is now, you know, I always feel like, and I said, I've said this before, I feel like we all have a, a certain capacity. And you know, most of us who don't have a problem giving, we have those big hearts, but you know, before we become evolved, we don't really have necessary boundaries.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, I feel like the visual of it is kind of the water bottle at work, you know, that goes on this on the the, the water cooler, the water cooler. And it's oh, yeah, the-
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay. So, I feel like that's 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 from our throat into our like that's our entire cavity, right? So, that's from our throat. Into our into our sacral chakra, our root chakra, if you will, mm-hmm. and so that's that's those people that, that's us, the ones that give, and and we have these big hearts. You know, there's all these terms for it. Oh, you're such a giver, and da 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 da. But we stuff the capacity full of capes, <laughs> and when we do that, we 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 diminish the capacity to receive because we're the ones who are stuffing the capes in there. Yeah. And we're the only ones who can pull the capes out. Mm. And it's not because we don't want to help people. One cape versus 20, okay. But when 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 we get our identity from the doing, then we just continue to seek out doing. And we don't prioritize being. And being is where the beauty happens. That's where the beauty is birthed. When we're just being, when we're still, and we're just sitting and basking in our own amazingness, and we're just just on the couch or outside or walking barefooted and just taking those moments for ourselves, that's where the beauty is birthed. It's not birthed when you're doing and rescuing and fixing and enabling. It's not birthed then. So we have to find balance. And many times my clients don't do that until... I show up and give them, I almost have to give permission for them to say, Hey, it's okay that you matter. It's okay that you have these needs. It's okay that you want them satiated. Mm-hmm. Now what we're going to do about it and holding them accountable, you know, holding them accountable to satiating their own needs, believe it or not, is most of the work that I do.
0: Oh my gosh, there's so I'm sitting here furiously like nodding and like, yeah, because there's so much to everything that you just said that like yes, a hundred percent, yes, and yeah, I know, I know because I feel very keenly that we have all been told this story that we can not put ourselves first without being selfish and that is not how it works at all. Mm-mm. So a few things that were coming to mind as you were speaking were number 1 it's really important for us to understand that us that we as a person like I as a person have to come first, second and third in That's my right. life. Right. And Yeah. And a lot of times, like I said, I think that we've been told that story that that means I'm selfish. But listen, here's the thing. Just like with, I'll use a relationship as an example, like a romantic relationship, just so that we can kind of see that a little bit further. In a relationship, you can absolutely not hinge your happiness on the other person. No, or vice versa. If I'm not making myself happy, if I'm not working in myself and doing the work of continuously growing, developing, healing, changing, transforming, moving, then if I'm stagnating and I'm becoming unhappy and I'm finding discontent and I'm somehow getting lost, I can absolutely not expect the other person to save me, to, you know, to use your idea of the caping. And also, I have no business being in that relationship because I'm making the, making the other person drown.
2: Yeah. So
0: that's the true self and the true selfishness. The true selfishness is, oh, well, I'm not doing any of the work. I'm not growing. I'm not evolving. I'm not doing any of this and I'm not really happy, but you're going to make me happy and you're going to make all, wow. That is like a lot of you. Not only is it a lot of pressure and unfairness to put on someone else, it's just not okay. Like it's not the way things work. Each person individually in that, in that unit has to be working to their own highest purpose, to their own happiness, to their own fulfillment, to their own growth in order to be cohesively working together and then creating something in that space. And that actually doesn't just apply for like romantic relationships. It applies for everything else, you know, friends, family, etc. businesses. You know, the other thing that was coming to mind whenever you were talking about that is to me, the sacred feminine is absolutely... Primordial and absolutely priority in my life. Mm,
2: Sacred Feminine
0: is like the single most beautiful, powerful thing in the universe. If you ask me, you know, you can disagree, that's perfect, or anybody else listening can disagree, that's great. But to me, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because it's the imagery of the chalice, you know, it's the imagery Mm -hmm. of that cup. Because the Sacred Feminine has the capacity of receiving as well as gifting in equal amounts. But we've become so accustomed to continuously pouring out of ourselves and going out of our way to, to use your words, cape other people, right? And to keep pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and, and leaving ourselves last and almost becoming self-deprecating in a way that we may not even understand us as self-deprecating, that we eventually touch bottom. You know eventually that water or that spirit or that thing that's inside the cup runs out. and then there's so much just resentment and and hmm, maybe stagnation that comes about from that. And I think that that's something for us all to remember because. You know, it's not as if each and every one of us only has divine feminine or only has divine masculine. Each and every one of us has duality. So within those dualities, we need to be able to honor each In its really unique space. And that, to me, is one important point for people to know. It's just like you were saying, you can't rescue everybody, least of all, if you can't rescue yourself, right? If you can't stand up for yourself and be your own superhero, but also you can't continue to pour out of yourself if you're not going to replenish. Exactly. And yeah, and oh, boundaries—we could talk about that for hours. So I'm just <laughs> going to say, absolutely, that's kind of a place where you will set your boundaries if you honor and love yourself first and foremost. Otherwise, yeah. it becomes very difficult because you keep bypassing yourself. So, and the last thing, um, so that I can keep letting you talk, <laughs> is that uh in episode seven of this season, I had my partner come in and we talked about holding space. Well. Here's the deal that I kind of discovered as we were having that conversation that day is that we have to be able to hold space and safe space at that for ourselves first.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, you cannot keep projecting that onto anybody else. You've got to be able to be there for yourself unconditionally, lovingly, purely, not with acceptance, but with embracing and, and to really be that that space and that person and that healing for yourself. So everything that you just said, that's why I was like, oh, wow, this is just amazing.
1: <laughs> but you know, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's I I love that and I'm so glad that it resonates I, what I really want your listeners to understand is that th- this was a journey. This wasn't always me, you know, and when I'm, and, and, and I was just talking about this. I did a live before I, I came on with, with you. And I was saying that, you know, even now, I, sometimes I have to play emotional whack-a-mole.
2: <laughs>
1: like it'll raise its head up and I'll be like, whack, you know, sometimes I don't hit it hard enough. It comes back up. Whack. You know it's not like you know I just woke up one day and I was like this amazing you know person in tune with herself with her self love level on ten and and you know her her love of others on about a five or a six, not because they don't deserve <laughs> the seven eight, nine, or ten, but because hey gotta have balance it 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 wasn't that, and I think sometimes people become uh maybe frustrated. In their journey, you know, in their journey to understanding their true self, their higher self, their highest good, all the things that we say, um, because it doesn't look like so-and-so's journey. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, but you don't even know what their journey looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, see, you see me, you see Safa, you know, we're, we're talking on this podcast, we're, we're vibing on some stuff because of the nights that, that we cried because of the, of the, of the, of the dark nights because of the times when we had to go outside and hug a tree or bad things were going to happen to good people. It, mm-hmm. It's all of that. It's not just, Oh my God, I woke up one morning and everything was like unicorn and rainbows and I love a unicorn, but it, it wasn't like that. You know, it may look like that, but it wasn't like that. And I, and I really want to impress upon, people that if you're listening to this and something that we're that we're saying is resonating to you and you're like yeah I want to stop rescuing people I want to be my own superhero I don't set good boundaries you know don't become inundated with the with the journey before you even take a step Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. all one step at a time that's the only way you can do it Mm -hmm. you know and so like you know I think the thing for me right now is like just going deeper and so that's the fun part right Safa because once we once we learn all these things it's like you were saying there's layers to this and we always say layers and levels so you learn this thing you feel pretty good about it and then it's like but wait there's something else (laughs) and you're like what dude like you start tapping you're like ah tapping out tapping out I want off the ride but the but the ride is is a part of the ride you know what I mean Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh God, and I love that, Stephanie, because it evokes this, this imagery of the, I have this phrase that I've been using lately, which is the yes and, which, you know, honestly comes from my time in theater. So, you know, when you're improvising, you, you try not to say no, you're like not supposed to say no, you keep the flow going by saying Mm -hmm. yes and. And in spiritual terms and in and just everything that we're talking about, I, it, that's what it is, is, is the discovery. And then you're like, yes. And then there's all of this stuff. There's also that idea of the, you know, the, the host of
1: the TV show that goes like, oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. Like it, you know, people have to recognize that healing, much like forgiveness is an ongoing process. Once you commit to it, then there's more to it. There's always more. There's always more. It, it, it's no different than, you know, if you live in an older home and it starts to settle, and so you get the cracks in the walls, and so you call out the foundation people, and they get under there and they and they you know set things back. But sooner or later, the ground is going to shift again. You're going to see new cracks in the wall, and then it's like, okay, well, I guess we got to call those foundation people back again. I mean, it's a process, but you commit to it because either one you don't like the cracks in your wall or two, you're really, you know, not excited about the thought of your house being three inches off the foundation. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you make a decision, it's a commitment and you will be tested in that. And you will have c- scenarios that come up and you make you say, "Whoa, yeah, I did that all the way wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have situations that come up and you'll say, well, damn, I did that all the way. Right. Yay me!" And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's absolutely a process, but once you commit, <clears throat> once you commit to it, you have a greater opportunity than you would if you didn't, but you won't commit to it. Just like you were saying, unless you, you increase your love level, mm-hmm. because I fervently believe everybody loves themselves. It's just a question of where you are on the scale. It's on the scale mm-hmm. of, yeah. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, a lot of people are operating at a one, two or a three. And I'm like, Yeah. But you put other people, seven, eight, nine, ten, three hundred and sixty-five. 10, 365. Yep. So it's like, um, okay, how do we fix these numbers? Like, let's, let's fix these numbers. And I think that starts with recognizing that even if you've done something your whole life, because that's another thing clients will say is like, I've, I've always been like this. Even though you've done something your whole life, that doesn't mean that one, that was what you were meant to do. And two, that you have to continue doing it. You have the right to shift your season anytime you want. You can declare a new season right now. For me, it's 2.41 PM. If I wanted to make a new season in my life, boom, new season. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I can I can do that anytime. That's the that's the power that I have as a spirit with a body. I can declare whatever I want to. I can co-create with the universe anytime I want to. I can I can shift realities and worlds, especially my own, anytime I want to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, either you harness the power or you, you know, ignore it. I mean, you have options. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, there's always that choice. And that choice will have a, you know, opposite and equal reaction, whatever that might be. Exactly. Until you get tired. Yeah. Yeah. and hopefully at some point you don't have to go all the way down there because I, Oh my gosh, let yeah. me tell you, Stephanie, I, I actually had to go down to the tired path a few times in my life. And it's, it's tough because continuing to choose old patterns, old stories, old beliefs is acceptable and it's okay if you want to. But like I said, it's a choice that you're making that is going to create some sort of energetic output. On that same wavelength that at some point you're going to just have to throw the towel and be like,
2: oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Rock bottom.
2: No yeah. more. Done. You
1: don't want to, and like you said, you don't want to go there.
2: Mm-mm. And
1: then sometimes, you know, and here's and here's the part that's so interesting. Um, here's the part that's so interesting about that rock bottom piece, right? Is that many times the ones who are the givers, the rescuers, the helpers, um they stop people from hitting rock bottom Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you are, you, do you understand that you're in the way of divine providence? Do you, do you get that part? And so there, I think there's another level to this where people don't understand that because you can't relinquish and unhinge yourself from the persona of being this rescuer Mm -hmm. that you've actually rescued people from situations that they were supposed to have from experiences they were supposed to have Mm -hmm. because you couldn't take it. Well, maybe they need to have that experience. And who are you to step on their path and be like, no, I'm like, no, I've done it. And you know, what's so crazy. I speak from the position of I've done it because you know, when in my 20s, I had this thing where it was like, oh, I had two things. I had two very crazy beliefs. I'm going to tell you what they were because I know you want to know. They were, I'm a ride or die chick.
2: <laughs> and
1: and this was my favorite. If I got it, you got it. Oh, wow. Okay. So that meant the ride or die chick decided that she would stay in a relationship for 10 years that she mm-hmm. wanted out of in six months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I made decisions in that relationship that should have actually not let me be walking around in the free world, honestly. And I didn't do anything. I was just covering him. You know, I was covering him, trying to do for him. And had I really looked at what he was doing and what I was enabling, like, I'm just so thankful that I didn't reap the consequences in my brain. Now looking back in hindsight that I should have, that I should have reaped. And then the whole, if I got it, you got it. Okay, well, that meant, you know, oh, if someone needed money, then if I had it, they had it. But you know what? There may be a reason why they don't have any money. There may be something they need to go through because of this lack. Lack may be what spurns them into the healing and shifting that they need to move to their next level. But while you're over here going, well, if I got it, you got it. Let's do this then I'm, I'm in the way. I'm in the way of their path because I've decided that this is who I am. That's not divine providence. That's not divine instruction. That's not divine assignment. That's me. That's my ego determining the outcome. And anytime we let the ego drive the bus, and I say this all the time, it will invariably drive the bus over a cliff into a ravine, explode on upon impact, and we will be burned alive inside. I know it's morbid but you get the idea.
0: Yeah. No. And that is uh, there's something I've got chills as I'm hearing you talk because there's something so incredibly powerful about that in, in two ways. Like one, it's putting it on you, which ouch, (laughs) you know it. Yeah. I mean, but it is, it is you, you know, you're the author, you're the creator, you're the one taking ownership of this stuff. So (laughs) You know, and also it's the realization that sometimes our own want to fulfill what could potentially even be coming from a much more codependent place, or even if it's not, fulfill our own, satisfy our, heal our own need to be that wounded hero, so to speak could mm-hmm. be obstructing someone else's growth and could be in not just enabling, but like even making things worse,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, there's so, it, I think it's erroneous of, uh, erroneous of us to really believe that, that what we do has a singular impact. Like, Oh, well, it's just about me. Um, no, mm-hmm. I, I believe I believe many of the decisions that we make have a ripple effect. Oh yeah. And we may not even see the ripple. That's the thing. I think. I think we. We. It's easy to to define singular focus because it's like ah. Well, it's just me and this person. Well, actually, it could be you and this person. But this person, you know, was supposed to meet this person, and this person was supposed to meet this person, and then they were supposed to do this and da 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 da. And I'm not saying that the plan is thwarted, mm-hmm. but the timeline is definitely shifted. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do yeah. believe in destiny. I, I do believe in fate and I do believe in destiny. But I think the best definition that I heard was fate becomes destiny based on the decisions that we make.
0: Ooh. Oh, that like, is,
1: yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I feel, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I
2: like yeah,
0: it. Yeah, that is a, yeah, that is another level of intense. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. And that's another reason you also don't want to... Flip side of that slightly, you don't want to do things that are then going to interfere with people's free will, too. You know, in terms of like maybe extending cords, energetic cords that you're not even realizing you're doing that are maybe putting people in shackles like shame or guilt or whatever that you're, you know, then using to kind of keep them. It's the same concept. You know, you don't do that and you don't put yourself last so that then you don't enable and then you don't accidentally. Um, obstruct someone's growth just because you're satisfying that need within yourself that may be coming from a place of core wounding that you need to take a look at
1: that's a lot right there like that's that's so much right there Like, (laughs) like I have no words right now I'm like that is so much yes what she said because you know it's so because as humans we're we get lauded right we get lauded for for being that giver and oh my god she's so giving it. especially if you're a mom oh my god don't be the mom that has you know two or three or multiple children right then it's like oh my god she's such a great mom she's so busy she does this and that mm-hmm. and you know it's like but when she takes a break then there's a whole problem oh well you know she's not the best mom you know mm-hmm. i've never seen anybody say oh my god she's such a great mom her self care is off the chain i've never heard anybody say that mm-hmm. never I mean, as long as she's killing herself, you know, behind the wheel of a minivan or, or an SUV, then all is well in the world because she gets the kids to everywhere and they are da-da-da and they, you know, their lunches are amazing and they look like flowers and, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, like it's insane. And, 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 you know, mommy guilt is real. I, I do think that, that the, that guilt in general is just really a tool of our egos. And as long as we exist in that, as long as we allow guilt, shame, blame, and fear, to control us, then that is the ego desire to keep us stuck. And as long as we stay stuck, we can't evolve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and for me, relationally, there's something I've been saying as of recent, that's just like, if we grow together, we can go together, Mm
2: -hmm. period. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you may be on a different level than I'm on and that's fine and that's good. But listen, if we're committed to growth and we grow together, then we can go together.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, And I think that's so, I think that's so meaningful because in a world where we're always talking about levels, we're always talking about somebody needs to be healed. And yeah, most of us need to be healed. It's just a question of what heal, you Mm -hmm. know, what do we need to heal now? Are we still on the surface stuff? We're in that core, like you were talking about, you know, are we digging deeper? Are we still fixing the cracks in the walls? Are we up underneath the house getting dirty? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there's a difference. We're nowhere near and just running away. Oh yeah, that, or we just buy a whole new house. It's like, screw it. Okay, fine. In the same neighborhood, in the same neighborhood. And I laugh because I'm looking at the cracks in the walls right now because that's where I got that, that metaphor because, you know, our house is older and there's cracks in the walls, even though there's been foundation work, uh, never bothered to cover over the cracks, but before the foundation work was done, I did try to cover over the cracks (laughs) And you can see that handiwork. And I'm like, oh, that was cute. Yeah, yeah, you tried it. So, you know, you watch HGTV too long and you start to believe you can do stuff, right? And um, you're just like, yeah, let me get some speckle. Yeah, let's do it. Not, not recognizing that, you know, there's a deeper issue here. There's a crack in the whole wall. It's a little crack, but it's still a crack. That means so like I said, eventually, you know, we have to get the foundation worked on. But a lot of people, like you said, if they're not running away, right, Then they're staying in the, in the house, quote unquote, and they just keep re-spackling the cracks in the wall. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here. I won't work with anybody that just wants me to put spackle in their cracks. Mm -hmm. Are we going to get dirty, filthy, disgusting? Are we going to dig? I'm here for that. I'm here for the dig. I'll get dirty with you. I don't mind it. Yep. But I'm out of, I'm fresh out of spackle. Yeah. (laughs) Like fresh out. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if that's if that's what they if that's what they want, and I've had conversations with people that didn't want to do any work. They just wanted me to spackle up that crack. And I was like, I don't do spackle. I'm fresh out of spackle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, maybe that has a little bit to do with the fact that our we us as a society have become so used to running away from discomfort. And mm-hmm. Yeah, band aid over everything. You know, I think it's societally we've created this this world of well, if it's uncomfortable and it's making you feel uncomfortable, run away or force it mm-hmm. and make a change by for like beating it up, mm-hmm. um, or it doesn't exist or pretend it's not there. Yeah, it's a very and it's sad because then it. It just keeps us all a little bit stuck. However, yeah. I do think more and more of us are starting to see that that shade space is very important and that that work is healing. At the same yeah. time, it's back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Well, are you working there and are you willing to actually be present with it and, and you know, like you said, get dirty? Or are you going to go through the surface and say that you're doing the things, but when a real life scenario presents itself, right? It's just going to make you quake and you're just going to go back to the same old, same old.
1: Yeah. I mean, because that can definitely happen. It can definitely become laborious. You know, that seems to be a term that I like to throw out, laborious.
2: It's <laughs> good. good.
1: Yeah. You know, but you know when it becomes that there's always the the possibility that we'll stop you know mm-hmm. it's no different than running a marathon and hitting hitting wall 12 i mean hitting mile 12 from what i've heard i have not run said marathon you know but uh, <laughs> i hear around mile 11 or 12 you really start to question life uh, so, you know there there is a part of especially if we if we lack the coping mechanism right To, to push through and not so much, let me not say push through because I don't know that we necessarily want to push through, but to recognize. Maybe just move into. Yeah, because we can't get, you can't give birth. And again, haven't done that either, but I don't think you can give birth without labor. I'm fairly certain you're, even with a good epidural, you're going to, you know, contractions are still a real thing.
0: Yes. There there
1: has to be a shifting in the body. There has to be a little bit of discomfort. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For something new to be born.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, but sometimes we just want to sew, sew up our cervix and call it a day. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, I'm no doctor or anything, but you can only keep a baby inside a womb for so long. Like, let's just be
2: clear.
0: Okay. Ooh, there's so many layers to that.
1: Right? <laughs> I'm like, you can only, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I'm not I don't even play a doctor on T V, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm not even Gray's anatomy with it. But I'm just saying, like, you can only do that for so long. Yeah. It's just like a wound. You can only leave that wound for so long before it either becomes gangrenous by its own processes Mm -hmm. and needs to be amputated because there is nothing further that can be done. Yep. Yep. Now I got off lucky. Do we have time for me to tell you a really crazy story?
0: Oh yeah, I will make time.
1: So there's a story that, that I've been sharing <clears throat> about the cut on my butt. There's a cut on my butt, Safa.
0: There's a cut. Oh, no.
1: Yes, yes. And, and, and it's an old wound. It is courtesy of the 10-year relationship. Mm-hmm. One day, we were playing. We were having a fun day. We were playing. And I was laying. He was laying on the couch. I was lying on his back. And I was like, okay. Now, mind you, my, 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 my ex was six foot eight. So literally I could, I'm five, six, so I could just lie on him like a bed. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And so he said, get up. He said, I'm about to get up. And I didn't hear that part. And so I was, I just kind of was like, okay, whatever. Like it went in one ear, but out the other. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think in my head, I was like, oh, well, I'll just move when he get up. Well, he started to get up. My weight shifted and I rolled into our glass table. Everything shattered beneath me, right? He's completely freaked out. It is a puncture wound, by the way. Um, There's blood running down my leg. I passed out in the shower. And he was like, You got to go to the emergency room. Again, me protecting him because there was no way these people were going to believe that this man did not injure me when we were actually just playing, just chilling, hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, No. You're going to butterfly it. I made this man butterfly this puncture wound. Oh, Stephanie. For weeks. It is a miracle that I haven't asked. Seriously. <laughs> it's a complete miracle. Like, this is miracle ass here. This is, this is miraculous. <laughs> yeah, this is miraculous. There you go. And so um, he did it. He did it. Oh, uh, I, I say two weeks, but it may have been longer because I would not go to the doctor. I would not go to the ER. I, again, protective yeah. of him. Yeah ashamed that I was so stupid that I rolled into a glass table, you mm-hmm. know, so there's shame there's, 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 protection of him. There's all kinds of things. So he did it years later. Um, it, it did form, um, skin over it. You know, I would reach back there and be like, Oh, okay, cool. But underneath I could feel that the skin hadn't come back together Oof, and it would be at least, uh, I give an estimate about five to six years before i would actually reach back there and feel the entirety of that area had had fused back together oh man that's not normal though that, that's <laughs> so not normal that wound should have gone completely gangrenous i should have been in a i should have had a medical emergency There's, there is no way. So, so thank you, you know, God, universe, spirit, all of y'all, the angels, Orishas, whomever, whomever you call on, I will send them a thank you note for me that that didn't happen because that's normally what happened. But there's the inherent lesson about the cut on my butt is that (laughs) I forced somebody to tend to a wound that I didn't want to take responsibility for. Mm. I did. I forced him. He didn't want to do it, but I forced it on him because I didn't want to take responsibility because I was too ashamed because in my head, the narrative wasn't going to go well. And so I forced him to take care of my wound. And oftentimes that is what we do until we recognize that we must heal and heal from within.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the story about the cut on my butt.
2: Wow. Oh, I
0: lo- I love that. And I think that's the perfect spot to like start wrapping it up. But wow, so much, so much beauty. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing all of that. And um, there's a question I always like to ask at the end of the show. And it's what would you leave as a message for the listeners in terms of advice as to how to become uplifted and
1: empowered? Love yourself first, best, and most because that was the way you were always supposed to love you. Oh, I'm going to cry.
2: That was so good. <laughs> I love it.
0: Oh, Stephanie, I absolutely love it. And last but not least, where can the listeners find you? Where can they go and support you and connect with you and all of that?
1: Absolutely. Um, you can find me at Stephanie D. McKenzie. That's D as in delicious diva versus dog. You know, dog was boring. So stephaniedmckenzie.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me online. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, but yeah, StephanieDMcKenzie.com. And I'd love to hear from you guys.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all your time and your vulnerability. And gosh, I I really do say this. I feel like at the end of every show, but I would love to have you back at some point. So we'll keep in touch and uh, have a wonderful day hello again everyone i hope that you enjoyed that it just was such a unique experience for both of us to record that day and i really feel honored to have been able to share in that space with both her and you If you're enjoying the show, then please don't forget to leave us an uplifting review because it actually makes it easier for other people to find the show as well when you do that. And it always makes my heart feel so full to read your sweet comments and to know that these tools are being of use to you. And if you wanna connect directly Email me, info at nourishingpaths.com. Of course, you can always drop by my website, nourishingpaths.com. And if you want to become a part of the online yoga studio that is up and running, it's an on-demand studio. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at nourishing underscore paths. And you can find me here every Monday with a new episode. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I will talk to you next week.